Hello, 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 and welcome to episode five of the Grove podcast. My name is Moz, your host, and today I am joined by Tabs. Good evening. And Will. Good day, fine gentlemen. <laughs> Paul was meant to join us today on this pod, and I was looking really forward to having him on, but unfortunately he messaged us this morning to say he wasn't very well. So... On behalf of Tabs and Whale, I would like to wish Paul a speedy recovery, get well soon, and we're thinking of you, mate. I know I do this at the start as well of every episode, but everyone needs to know who The Grove are. The Grove are a group of 60-plus friends from all over the world who love one thing and one thing only, Arsenal Football Club. Now, you might be wondering, how do I get into The Grove? Is it a closed group? Is it a secret society? The answer, I'm afraid, is yes, it is. You just have to listen to the pods and hope one day an invite will be extended. It's almost like Scientology. You just don't know how to join it, but somehow you find yourself in it. Without further ado, I just want to say thank you so much for your support, for your listens. We're hitting milestones after milestones. I really appreciate it. We all do. We're going to talk very briefly about reflections on Liverpool. And I'm going to let Tabs, I'm going to let you take this away. Go for it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Moz. Um, yeah, I, I, I rewatched some of the game, the, the first half and a bit of the second half. And blimey, we, we were so good. We were so, so good. I, I, I didn't even realise it. And, and even we knew on the day that w- what a result it was. But actually looking at it, looking at the details, how we set up, it was amazing. And, and, and we stopped Liverpool playing. You know, they'd only lost one game in the league before. And, and the stats speak for themselves. Like, you know, they only had one shot on goal in the whole game. And they had 45 in the previous four games. Their XG was 0.4 and it was 3.5 against, which is the worst they've had in, the, in Premiership history. So it just goes to show that even though we saw the dominance on the pitch, the stats stacks back that up. And it was, it was yeah, uh, they, they basically had no answers to us. And it was and it was pretty embarrassing for them. Like if I was a Liverpool fan, I'd be shaking my head, like, blimey, what the hell happened there? How did how did that happen? And yeah, and and yeah, so that that was great. And just the majority and just just the whole feeling, I'm still still buzzing from it and 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 yeah, it was it was really good to really good to see. And and just sort of a couple of elements I wanted to call out, and particularly about how we played was that we played, I think, without fear. In previous games, we were a bit more hesitant. We were sort of passing the board around, taking that extra touch. This time, I don't think we were taking the easy option. We were, we were, you know, we weren't going wide, recycling the ball, doing the horseshoe thing. You know, there was a lot more intent. It was a lot more forceful. It was a lot more, a lot more direct and and lovely play. And that was really nice to see that that we tried to be a bit more, a bit more, take a few more risks, but come with with that risk reward the fans have to also be patient and 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 appreciate how 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 we're doing doing things so you know not trying to be perfect all the time just getting the ball into dangerous positions seeing what happens rather than trying to find that perfect moment so that was that was that was great to great to see so um yeah well how how have you thought about the game since yeah um Agree with a lot that uh you had to say just there um first off i'd like to say um happy to be back with the the three amigos 
Um, for all the younger <laughs> listeners out there, uh, hot little tip for you. Google Three Amigos. Great movie. Okay. You can thank <laughs> me later. Um, now back, back to the game. Um, great to get that win, man. Um, prior to this game, I believe Liverpool was just one loss in the last 33 prem matches or something to that effect. So, like, we had a red-hot team that we went against. Um, and we got the win. And it's it's disappointing. Um, and I hate using this term, but the mainstream media, man, like, we can't do anything good enough. Like, we are we're the piñata. They love to, to hate on us. But it's, it's as you guys said a bit earlier, until... Until we win a major trophy, this is what's going to happen. Until Arteta wins a major trophy. I mean, I think it was Sky or TNT, BT, whatever they call themselves, did a whole freaking piece on Klopp's celebration and how amazing he is for it. He's way worse than Arteta. But he's got some big-time silverware, so you're you're afforded that once you've proven that you can win. Um, so I'm just waiting on that from us. You know, get the big ear trophy, get the prem. You know what? Also get that that other one that I like too, the league cup. And then we can celebrate, <laughs> we can celebrate as much as we want, you know? So um yeah, man, that's um that's where I'm at. I really I really agree with what you guys said. You've summed it up perfectly. I mean, Tab's as eloquent as ever and Wales still hanging on to this Carabao Cup discussion, which I'm gonna leave. Um <laughs> But one thing that really struck me was, I don't know if you guys have had a chance to to listen to talk sport or see the clip going about from Jim White, who's pretty much kind of defending Arteta, you know, for the celebration and saying, well, what's Jamie Carragher won? Has he won the Premier League? So why is he, as a pundit as well, my, my opinion is that as a pundit for a broadcaster that's meant to be impartial, you are essentially digging out a club that, yes, your team lost against, However, you're meant to be impartial. And, and Gary Neville, you know, he has credit where credit's due, been impartial in the past about Arsenal and, and has given us credit when we when we win. But what was telling was Jamie Carragher just, yeah, he was just jealous, wasn't he? We absolutely destroyed them. We shouldn't have even conceded against them. And, and that's where the anger came from. What was really funny, I've got a few friends that support Liverpool and all week they've been saying to me, oh, great result for Arsenal, great result. No, it wasn't. That's just how we play. That, my friends, is football heritage. That is how Arsenal Football Club now play their football. I have not seen anything different on the weekend than what I have for the last couple of seasons, even if not more than that. So I was I was really impressed. Um, I must say that the two signings from Chelsea that we have made, spectacular, right? Jorginho and Havertz, I mean, I was sceptical about Kai Havertz and, and I, a lot of fans on, on the weekend were still sceptical about Kai Havertz. But watching the game back, I watched the game back fully just to see how many times I could spot myself in the crowd from the, the front row. Um, but watching the game back was, was really, really interesting. Kai Havertz had their defence on toast. I loved his performance. He is that target man player that... He can hold the ball up, use his strength, get out of tight positions and just get the team flowing into an attack. And Jorginho, I mean, what a performance. Now that I've had time to reflect on it, what a performance. What do you guys think? No, no, I agree. I mean, in terms of 
Carragher and the celebration police police it, it is lazy narratives and they're just trying to drive engagement they're just trying to say oh I've you know let's 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 clip this up and let's drive engagement and Arsenal anything about Arsenal will drive the numbers on Twitter on on Instagram on whatever and and also he's doing it to deflect away from how poor Liverpool was so if he says oh look at Martin Ogard get down the tunnel you know whatever it means you're talking about that and not how poor Liverpool were and not how good Arsenal were so it's just you know saltiness and and it's what you expect from lazy, lazy journalism, which is a shame because actually on Monday Night Football, he was actually doing quite a good explanation in parts about how we set up and how we defended. And, and in terms of you know, Kai and, and how we played, yeah, that, that first goal pretty much summed up everything, you know, that's good about Arsenal. It was so sweet. Uh, you know, first time passing under pressure, uh, you know. Uh, it was practically perfection other than, you know, the finishing from Kai, but that had more to do with the angle of his approach. He was too straight on rather than coming in at more of an angle, which didn't give him the best opportunity, which we'll forgive. Yeah, you know, it was it was it was it was actually just beautiful to play and watching that pinpoint passing. It 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 was great. And and Jorginho was part of that as as well. But also I I love the off the ball stuff as well. And and the fact that Saka was keeping up with play, not assuming that Kai's going to score, you know, a bit like Martinelli did, ch- chasing down a uh, seeming lost cause. You know when a team is playing well and they're all respecting each other and, and, and being a proper team is when they're there to back each other up just in case. You know, they're not just leaving it, so well, you get on with it. You know, they're there. And, and it's something I scream at my son at Sunday football all the time, you know, chase down those lost causes, keep up with the play. You know, you know, so, and and it's and it's great to, and it's and it's great to great to see that, um, and and I, I, it's good that Kai Havertz, and and he's not just that target man up front, he was actually coming back into midfield a lot more, you know, joining up with Odegaard as like two number tens, and the Liverpool defense didn't know what to do with that. Or do I go with him? Do I do I stay? And that uncertainty then creates spaces, and they don't know what to do. So it was. It was in essence like we've had, you know, a double pivot with Jorginho and Rice, which worked beautifully. Then two in front of them with Odegaard and Havertz, and then the other two were wider were Martinelli and, and Saka. And and Liverpool maybe weren't expecting that. And so the Jesus injury maybe actually helped us have a perfect team to take on that that, that opposition. Will anything to yeah. add? Amazing, amazing description. Yeah, it's hard to uh, it's it's hard to follow that up. I'll uh, I'll start with just sort of piggyback on what you were saying about uh, impartiality. Um, it's my opinion that Sky isn't even trying anymore. I mean, these guys might as well come in in, in full kits. I mean, could you imagine Sunis <laughs> and 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 Keen and their full kit full kit wankers coming on there? Because because that's what it looks like. They're so they're so like on their side on their teams that yeah. like it's it's blatant. But but that's where Sky is going. Someone has told them through social media, some some Gen A Z B A I don't even know has told them that fan channels are the way to go. And and that's what they're moving towards. It's almost like they're they have the the reach and the deep pockets of, of mainstream media, but they're acting like a fan channel. Um, and it's a little frustrating because, like, I watch a lot of a lot of North American sports, and you have former players in, and they'll be doing like the color commentary and, and what have you, but they're not as blatant with their biases. Uh, almost to the point where I think like the networks over there are telling them like, 
you're here to be sort of impartial. Like, yeah, we all know you used to play for, let's say, the Cowboys, but the cheerleaders are on the field. <laughs> we're not paying you to be a cheerleader here. <laughs> like, we're paying you for your, you know, like your your knowledge of the game. Um, but that's that seems just the way things are going right now. Can I ask you guys a question based on that? Do you think that there's no real representation from Arsenal, no, no, you know, permanent pundit, if you like, from Arsenal because there's kind of a, you know, the media love to hate Arsenal or is there no media representation uh, for Arsenal because uh, there's just no one available? No, I think there's, there's, a, there's a couple of things. One, actually, we have Ian Wright on the, on the BBC and he's passionately Arsenal and you see it. But what he isn't is anti-everyone else. And he's not hard on Liverpool or not. He'll he'll give them their flowers when they need it and stuff. Whereas you can see Carragher and Neville, I think because they played in the area where we were good and 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 we dominated them in in parts, they they just can't accept you know that you know that we're actually really good again and 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 they think the reserve of you know all this sort of celebrating or certain way of playing is for like Liverpool and 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 Man United and. And not like clubs like Arsenal. And I don't think Arsenal has ever been sort of accepted amongst that group. It's always been Liverpool. You know, the UK has always been very much, UK, England has always very much been all about Liverpool and Liverpool and Man, and Man United. Uh, you know, there's that George Graham we talked about it, but even back in the 80s about, you know, about that we nobody liked us in, in the media. So it's, and it's fine. It's annoying. What, what annoys me is that I have to pay money to watch football and I have to listen to them. If it was free to air, then I could. I could do it, but I I pay my money. I pay my Sky subscription, and that's the best analysis they've got. That's the best they can do. Not well, you know what? Arsenal took Liverpool apart because of X, Y, and Z. Not oh, get down the uh, you know, stop celebrating. That's just lazy, and it's. Oh, but we have no choice. We you know we we have, we have no choice, so we have to have to accept it. What yeah really made me laugh was um, sorry, Will. Did you want to add anything to that? Yes, I was going to say I agree. Oh, perfect. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. What, what I really wanted to, to mention that was really funny was um, I'm quite worried, actually, guys. I'm 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 really worried that William Saliba is turning into <laughs> into someone like Mustafi. I Stop mean, it. a couple of mistakes <laughs> recently. How are we looking at? Mustafi 2.0. I mean, what is Saliba doing? He is not meant to be... Oh, yeah, no, but on a serious level, it's funny to see the... Obviously, we were at the game, so we never got to see the tweets live, right? And I, I love watching the game on TV for that reason. You can follow the match on Twitter and see so many different opinions from so many fans. And when you go onto Twitter now, it doesn't have it on chronological order anymore. It just has the most kind of engaged with tweets, right? And one of the ones that I'd seen was an Arsenal fan just lamenting William Saliba and asking, where did we get this guy from? Who is this guy? Having a proper <laughs> meltdown, obviously, at half time. I looked at the timestamp and it was like 5.15 or 5.18 p.m. So it must have been at half time. Just chuckling to myself, thinking, oh, if only you knew what we went through in the past. Like, if only if only you'd seen the Arsenal teams of, of old. Um, it was quite funny. In terms no, indeed, of, but joking, sorry, joking aside, he look, he's still young. We forget how is he twenty twenty one. This is like his second season in the Premiership, 
you, you know, he's going to make mistakes and it's fine. It's how you recover and all the rest of it. But yeah, yeah, you know. So, uh, yeah, I, I made the joke about him being Mustafi 2.0 and like, well, there we go. <laughs> you know, just, just to drive a bit of conversation. But uh, no, we, we, we love him. We forgive, we forgive his errors because the good stuff is so, so good and we can, the trajectory he's on. We just enjoy it while it lasts because unfortunately, I don't think he's going to be with us for, for, for more than three, four years. But let's, uh, let's enjoy it because he's so good. I must admit, I did. Um, Bukayo Saka put a TikTok up of him at the, you know, just like a, a montage video on, on his on his TikTok, just of, of the game and things. And I must admit, I was that guy that commented saying, Bukayo, please never leave this football club ever become a legend so I'm going to do the same with William Saliba although I do have a sneaky yeah. suspicion that someone like PSG or Real Madrid will come in for him with a big money move in the next three four years and I don't think unless we're unless we're winning the treble every year I don't know if you'll um if you'll be able to turn that down uh, just moving on to you know just wrapping up kind of Liverpool and, and looking ahead to West Ham it's it's just really interesting to to hear a stat from you Tabs that you know I think it was your son that was it, it Jan Luca, your your son had said about yeah. um, twenty goals from twenty out of the forty seven goals, correct me if I'm wrong, have been from subs, which is a very high number. That must be the one of the highest, or if not the highest in the league, right? No, that's that's great. And look, even if it's not a hundred percent correct, it, it sounds about right because our subs are coming on scoring goals. You know, you know, we we've seen it loads of time even recently, you know, Martinelli a couple, we got Trossard scoring, you, you know, they're, they're impacting. And I think there was a stat out today about, you know, the partnerships even, like not, not just sub-scoring goals, but subs partnering together to set each other up to score goals. So, and it comes back to Wales' point that he raised last week uh, uh, after the after the Liverpool game when it was, you know, Arteta's getting better at his substitutes. He's making them at better times, you know, they're, and they're impactful substitutes. So it talks about, so it speaks to his ability to make substitutes correctly but then also the quality of the squad that they can make a difference we have game changers from from the bench so we may not always feel like it but the stats stats don't lie you know could always be better but i think i think that's in a great place to be if you if you've got that on your on your bench then you can get to a game 20 minutes to go 30 minutes to go whatever it's a draw you need to put the game to bed hey bring on martinelli if he's on the bench or bring on trossard bring on smith rowe you know bring on vieira you know that makes a difference. But also the other end, you know, the fact that Tommy's coming back, that's really going to help. We've got Kivio that came on. So even at the other end, we've got options at the back as well. So I, I think we're in a, I'm in a really good place with this, with this team. If it wasn't for bloody Man City, <laughs> you know, we'd be winning this league. Yeah. Um, our bench, we've, we've got a short bench in, in my opinion. So, I mean, assuming party stays hurt which i will always assume he will be we've got as far as i'm concerned what two or three guys that could actually make an impact that we can bring off the bench and to your point obviously a team like city has has more um but we have to work with with what we've got um to be fair you probably don't need more than two to three impact players coming off of your bench um i think you can win a couple of trophies with that sort of short bench so it's it doesn't worry me greatly. Um, as far as this, this game coming up, um, I mean, they've beaten us twice this year already. And 
I'll probably show my age a little bit here, but I mean, I think this game's going to be like a WWF like Royal Rumble grudge match. I mean, this thing, this might be <laughs> Hulk Hogan, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Um, they don't like us. We took their best player and we told them all about it while we were doing it. And then they beat us twice. So we don't like that. It's, um, it's going to be interesting, man. I'd, um, I'd love to be in that stadium for the game, I'll tell you that much. But unfortunately, I'll just be uh, watching it from home. What I um, just wanted to mention as well, before we move on to West Ham, is just about a comment that Tom had made in the in the chat. And, and Tom will be buzzing that we've actually mentioned him on the pod. So <laughs> fair play. Um, he, he was just saying how, and it kind of relates to, to West Ham, I guess, but more so for our home games, is, is how can we bring the Liverpool atmosphere to the Emirates? on a regular basis. Do you guys have any suggestions? My my answer would be that we can't because it only happens for the you know, the the Spurs, the United, the Liverpool, the potentially the Chelsea, uh, the Man City games. But is there a way that we can bring an atmosphere like that because I, I know we mentioned it on on Sunday night when we recorded the pod, but uh, it was just unbelievable. No, I I I think it's the big games always have big atmospheres and it's always again based on you know, some tension or the team that we're playing but if it's in the palace at home mid-morning easy expected easy win you don't get it I, I think we continue winning we continue playing well the the atmosphere will be will, will be fine it'll be great but it, yeah it's it's so hard to replicate that on for every game we aren't we aren't that sort of club we we'll do it when the big teams come to town or if the if it's an important game that we we have to win, so you know, I think I think it will start lifting again because again, when things go well on the pitch, it goes well off the pitch as as, as well. But in terms of getting that intensity and and things like that, I, I think it's just quite hard and quite hard to maintain. But it, it's not going to be an issue going forward. If Whale was to respond to my Red Army chant against Crystal Palace, <laughs> I think the atmosphere would have been electric in the stadium because they would have heard his baritone voice. You know the that loud American Red Army and that would have got everyone riled up. So Will, I'm blaming you for the, the lack of the atmosphere. I, you are, I, I want a good day. I want a good day fine sirs chant. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, it's it's like Tab says, man. Like we like we get up for the big games. When I say we I I mean the sixty thousand plus that are uh, you know that are in the uh, in the Emirates and unfortunately we're not like my Apple watch isn't going to say you're going to go deaf in five minutes. If you don't get out of here when we're playing Nottingham Forest, this, this, this just not the way it works. Unfortunately, um, I'd love it to be that way. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the big matches, the big crowds, the big attitude. That's, that seems to be what's happened. And I'm not necessarily upset about that. If the atmosphere isn't the same as we've just experienced, as long as we get the win. So, you know, um, I mean, Arsenal can do everything they want with promotions and this and that. It's it's all about the opponent that you're playing. And speaking of which, the opponent that we play next is West Ham United. But before I go into the, the preview, I just want to ask everyone, stop what you're doing right now, hit the pause button, and then hit like. Don't hit the pause button yet, but if you have already, then you've, you're listening to silence. You're not right hearing now. this. <laughs> <laughs> Press play. Okay, so listen to this and then press pause and then do as I say. Please hit like, hit share, hit comment, 
and pass this podcast on to every single person that you know that supports Arsenal. And you know what? Send it on to your Liverpool supporting fans as well. <laughs> friends, sorry, as well. And send it on to your West Ham supporting friends because what we're about to talk about next is the blueprint to how we're going to beat West Ham United. So three days to go, two o'clock kickoff on a on a Sunday, quite quite like a two o'clock kickoff on a Sunday. Although having said that, I've never really had good memories of 2pm kickoffs. What I'm looking forward to the most, however, for the game is just we're in that kind of zone now. We're in the we're, we've got really high momentum. We're we seem to be just playing really well. That break in Dubai done us the world of good, right? So I'm looking forward to just watching a really good performance. What I'm not looking forward to is West Ham just seem to be our kind of bogey team at the moment. They the the fans are just so hung up on Declan Rice moving and that just gives them that little bit of motivation to to see us do really badly and watch him give away penalties that then get saved or watch him make a bad tackle or miss an interception or or whatever. So yeah, it's I'm not looking forward to that. I I, I know I say this all the time, but I can't see anything past an Arsenal win. I really can't. West Ham have kind of fallen fallen off a little bit recently. I think they're winless in um in was it six games, including FA Cup. So um, I mean, they lost to Bristol City in the replay of the FA Cup. They lost, obviously, 3-0 to West Ham most recently. But they've drawn against Sheffield United and Bournemouth in the last in the last couple of games as well. So I really don't know what type of West Ham will turn up. Uh, I'm just not looking forward to it if their fans are up for it, which they will be. And that's why I'm not looking forward to it. Tabs, what do you think? So in terms of what I'm looking, looking forward to, just on a silly note, how we celebrate the win. Uh, because we will win. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd love them to 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 do something just to put a nod to just how ridiculous the things, or maybe hopefully they over celebrate or something like that. But that that'd be fun. That'd be funny to see how how they do that. In terms of what I'm not looking forward to, uh, giving away set pieces in dangerous positions, and then seeing James Ward Prowse step up. You know, it's the sort of thing we have less control over. Uh, you know, you could give a, a free kick just in any random area around the, around the box, or or it might not even be a free kick, but the referee gives it, and and then just yeah. So I, I don't know. I've got a picture in my head and that blooming golf swing celebration. So yeah, I'd love it. I'd love it if we, you know, we took we if we had to give away fouls, we'd give it away ten twenty yards away outside of the box, and 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 take the hit there rather than get, letting them get close. So that's what I'm sort of looking forward to and not looking forward to. Um, looking forward to a win, like like you guys have said. I mean, I feel this is uh, it's hyperbolic. It's it's a must win. We can't we can't follow up what what happened last week, like with a loss here. I mean, they they almost all feel like must win games now. But you play the game that's in front of you. You know, you play the game on the day. Um, we absolutely have to win. And yeah, West Ham is, is going to give us 110% and every other sports idiom or this and that that you could possibly think of. They're going to be out, up for it. Um, but we have a better team. Um, the fact that they're playing at home, it gives them a slight advantage, but we should win. Um, I don't feel that they'll be as defensive as some of the other teams that, that play us. And that's a testament to, to themselves. I, I believe that they feel, based on the fact that they've just beaten us twice already, that they can go out and get goals. Um, I believe that it that shouldn't be a, a problem for them. 
Um, it's it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game. I'm just um, I'm just happy to see it. What do um what do you guys think? Well, yeah, I mean, I I do think it is a, a must win game for us, definitely, but by by every stretch possible. However, what I would say is we need to follow the high emotion and the high energy of the Liverpool game and repeat it. I know it's tiring to to do that, but uh, I really do believe that you know we need to we need to follow that that emotion and have that um, kind of confidence throughout the whole 90 minutes. What I would say, though, is this game won't be as chaotic as the last. So whether we'll be able to replicate it fully, we'll, be, we'll wait to see. I am looking forward to it, though. I think West Ham will... I mean, and Tabs, you had mentioned earlier on that um, West Ham potentially will play a low block um, or how low a block they'll play. I don't know what you think if, if you've... I don't really watch many West Ham games, if I'm being honest. But I mean, what what do you reckon of of how defensive they will be? Uh, yeah, it 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 won't be like Liverpool. I I yeah, the the open spaces will be less. I think I think they will they will play like they've played with us before. Like you know, when they came to the Emirates, when we've gone there last year, they they will sort of block but it won't be that that low because I don't think the home crowd will ex- accept that I don't think it's Moise's style I think they've got some people on the break that can cause trouble like like Bowen and and, and, and Kudus who are sort of dangerous dangerous players they have some skillful players in, in the middle so yeah so I, I think they will defend and we'll have the majority of the ball but I, I but I think they'll be looking to attack attack more so yeah not as not as defensively minded as as other teams that we've we've come across recent recently and 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 for us yeah it's it's, it's what's going to be interesting is then okay so how do we break this team down again what what do you do is that being that patient but also taking those risks um not trying to be perfect just putting the ball into dangerous areas and 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 see what happens there and and then it also depends on the team we we put out so you know, even just something like Zinni, Kivior, or even Tommy. Now that he's back, you know, depending on who plays there, we'll have a, we'll have a, we'll determine sort of how we how we sort of play out from from the from the back because I don't want to see Kivior inverting because that's not his, his strength. You know, especially if we decide to play Georgina and Rice again, let them take control of the ball in the middle. Let them be the be the people sort of dictating 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 play and and let Kivior. Do his defensive duties, especially out the left against against Kudos, against 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 Bowen. So uh, there are sort of a few a few factors, and yeah, I like I like us to see to play to the potential of the team that's out there, and not and it looks like we're changing, not sticking to rigid formations. I think Liverpool showed there's another way to another way to play, you know, with a two two two, which is very different to what we've what we've done before. So let's see how we how we as a team adapt and this is part of the evolution of the team evolution of Teta how do we adapt to these things and it just takes time and I think early in the year people weren't seeing the progression or they're getting frustrated that it wasn't bringing immediate results but I think now we're gradually seeing it and I think we're a bit more we should be more patient with it so that's that's sort of sort of how I see it how I see it going well what do you reckon in terms of left back who who do you think we will start because we technically have three options right we've got Zinchenko who was substituted at halftime due to an injury according to to Arteta in the in the post-match presser we have Kivior who I thought did a made a really good account of himself when he came on against Liverpool didn't put a foot wrong 
and Tommy Asu's back now as well, isn't he? So does Tommy Asu potentially start? Could he could he slot in there to the left back position? And you know, I, I don't know what 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 your thoughts were. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm keeping the team predominantly the same, but I'm taking Havertz out, assuming that Jesus is fit. I'm putting Jesus up front, and Zinni is Zinni's out of there. Like I'm I'm putting Tommy there. Um, he's he's a better player in my opinion. Um, so yeah, Zinni to the bench. Um, Tommy at left back, J nine up top. Uh, I'm going to keep that same double pivot because I like the way I like the way that it works. I like the way how that double pivot also forms that nice like little box with the four players in midfield. Um, and if Arteta needs to to make adjustments, you know, at half or or even three quarters of the way through the through the match, he's he's proven to me at this point. Now I I trust him in in making the correct substitution. Um, so I'm. I'm happy to go with, as I said, predominantly the same team. Um, if Jesus is, is is healthy, I put him there because I think he causes more problems than, than Havertz does up front. They're different problems, but I also believe he causes more problems. Um, and I'm just much more comfortable with like with Tommy back there. Um, from a de- defensive standpoint, I mean, he's, he's relatively quick. Um, he's clued up. He's got size. Um, that you're not like I, I'm not worried about that diagonal ball, like when Tommy's back there. He, he, he's just a bigger guy. He's gonna get ahead on that. So I'm I'm interested to see what the lineup's gonna be. I'm also interested to try to look at some of these uh training pitchers to see who's hiding and who's <laughs> not. Because as we know, um, we never find out until the last minute who's who's available. And I kind of like it that way. Even Gabriel Jesus was out on the walk with the team on on Sunday pre-match. Uh, he was seen around North London and wasn't in the squad so we can never tell nowadays with Arteta it's all just mind games and I believe Saka was on the walk against when we played against City as well wasn't he so uh, but but never started never made the squads um, but hey without Jesus we beat Liverpool and without Saka we beat we beat Man City so maybe we don't need these guys after all right uh, that was a joke please no one take that seriously <laughs> I, I'll probably get a comment about that but it was a complete <laughs> joke uh, I just wanted to read out a, a message that um, Soren had said on the in the chat it was quite funny actually I, I found this quite quite funny you guys would have seen the same as well he said we have a real tussle ahead of us at West Ham those fuckers need a humbling and it's so true <laughs> about West Ham right the West Ham fans they need to be humbled and and put back into their place, so to speak. They are nothing more than a mid-table team who have won a European trophy. The worst European trophy as well. I think <laughs> if Celtic or Rangers were in the, the Conference League and properly went for it, I think Celtic or Rangers could win it. So the fact that West Ham did means nothing. But um, Soren is actually joining us for, for the, the next pod after West Ham. So it'll be interesting to see if, uh, if we've got the three the three points and if the listeners want to hear more quality insights like fuckers getting humbled <laughs> then be sure to, to to listen in on monday next week um, but yeah i mean it's quite telling that you know there's been a lot of chat in the group recently of, of obviously the the game ahead and it, you know it seems like we're a little bit nervous i would say it seems like you know because west ham have beaten us and it just seems like we're a little bit on edge is it because we're now doing well again and we're almost waiting for that next draw or defeat or is it just because there's a higher expectation now 
it, it it's because every game is so important. It's like us. Oh, it's, it's just relentless. And uh, yeah, I think I think well said. It's an it's another must win game. Every every game is is must is must win at this at this stage because you can just so easily lose ground and you're out of the race. And also you've got to back up the Liverpool results. You know, again, a bit like no point no point winning against Forest if you can't beat Liverpool. No point beating Liverpool if you can't beat West Ham. And and so so I think I think that's where where we are with this and it's it's going to be like that until we're out of contention or till the till the final end of the season just because that you know those cheating bastards from city you, you know are, are still there and they 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 buy their way to their position and and they're not going away anytime soon so it's just it's just what we what we have to have to deal with but yeah that that's the nerves but if you look at West Ham is they haven't won this year. They've drawn three and lost one in their last four. You know, um, they're not they're not on great great form. Yeah, I think I think Paqueta's out injured. Um, Mikel, Mikel Antonio's still out for a while. I think he might be back. You know, their goalkeeper Ariola was fifty fifty, so we might have Flappy Hansky in in goal. And then they've sold <laughs> Ben Rama and Fornells. You know they left in in winter, so so their team isn't isn't great, and they've got Calvin Phillips, which so what, yeah, you know, so they are there for the taking again. If we if we if we're serious, we have to go there, show them who's boss, and do it. It won't be easy. Moyes seems to have the hoodoo on us. He seems to set up really well against us. Um, but if we don't win this, then yeah, yeah, we're not we're not a serious team, and and. Yeah, anything can happen, but we've got to go there, dominate. Early goal is really important, and then let's see. You know, like I, like I, sorry, we. I just want to just quickly mention, like I said, um, you know, since they beat us, they've they've drawn three and lost one, right? So their their home record as well. They've they've only lost two at home, which which is interesting. They're, they're almost in a dip of form at the moment. So I am quite concerned. And I'm I'm even more so concerned now they have Calvin Phillips. I mean I, I I'm more concerned because I'm just worried that the West Ham players won't be getting their nutrition in because Calvin Phillips yeah. is eating all the all the, the food in the, the, the cafeteria, right? Um I don't know if you guys seen the, the that's in relation to the, the chant that the Man U fans were were chanting at him, just asking him to show him his uh, his tits and stuff on uh, on Sunday. <laughs> it was pretty funny, and he obliged. He, he was a good laugh, good sport about it. But it was quite funny. People think he's uh, he's fat, but I mean, if we all had bodies like Calvin Phillips, then I'm sure we wouldn't be complaining much about life, right? Um, but yeah, sorry, Will. What were you What were you going to add? No, I was um, just sort of piggybacking off what Tab said. First of all, we're uh... We're a very serious podcast, but uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, off piste for a little bit here. So I was obviously listening to you guys, but was also paying attention to the uh, the Grove group chat. And there's a poll in the group chat right now, and the poll is it's unbelievable. Um, who is your preferred number one as far as keeper goes? Oh. Um, really? Are we? Are we really? As we speak, it is sixteen to six Ramsdale. And oh, that just God's sake. What? Wait, 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 wait. Pause pause the podcast and let me just get into this chat. <laughs> what? See what I'm saying? Uh, what? I, I am so I am so bored of this 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 it oh 
Jeez, sorry. I, 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 I'm sure. I mean, Paul, I mean, Paul's supposed to be sick, and this is Paul's poll, so you can blame Paul. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to send a. I'm recording a voice note into the. We apologise this interruption of the pod, the West Ham preview, because I need to need to send a voice note into the Grove. So, the Grove. I'm currently live on the podcast recording the, the pre West Ham West Ham pod. And I've been told there's a poll in the chat about who's everyone's preferred number one. Now, two things. As Whale rightly mentions, Paul is meant to be unwell and hence couldn't record tonight. But he's got time <laughs> and he's well enough to put a poll in about number one keepers. And number two, how on earth is it 15 to 8 for, for, for Ramsdale? Can someone please explain? Send a voice note back so I can try to put it into the podcast so all the listeners know that not all Grovers are silly. I don't know who the 15 are, but you should be ashamed of yourselves. Okay, I've sent that into the chat. What I would say, though, guys, is that poll was created on the 10th of January. I just realised, okay. so it might be... No, a good... but people are still... People, so people are still backing Talking about it. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I, uh, as they say, opinions are like arseholes. Everyone's got one, and they're fine. If they like Ramsdale... I, I think I think the Ramsdale thing is that emotional connection, and it all harps back to last year. We are the Liverpool game showed clearly the benefits of of Raya. His 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 catching more crosses coming in and his distribution is better. And and that goal was not his fault. That's Saliba's fault. The, the Saliba deals with that. That's that's it. So yeah. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter what we think. It what matters what Arteta thinks. And Raya's number one. So people just have to get used to that. It yeah. matters what the goal think, though. Come on, Tab. <laughs> it matters what the goal think. If we if we vote. Unanimously for Ramsdale, he will start the next game. That's the power of the goal. He's starting Brentford, and that's it. Uh, that that's it. It's it's just yeah. It's it's it, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Just just to just to wrap up this episode, then I, I know um, you know we we spoke it we spoke a little bit about the, the West Ham game, and I think the the more detailed analysis obviously will come after the game and when we record on Sunday night post post match. What I just want to ask you guys a, a couple of questions. The, fir- the first one is, uh, you know, your prediction for the game. I want to do this. I want to try doing this every week. Uh, and I'm going to offer a prize to one of you guys if you get it right. <laughs> I'm not going to say what the prize is, but the next time I see you, there will be a prize. So, Will, prediction for the game. Oh, man. I need this. I need this. <laughs> I'm... <sighs> First instinct is three one, but I don't want to. I don't want to duplicate the last score line. But I'm gonna go four one. Boom! Wow, tabs. Yeah, I, 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 I was. We always optimistic. You know, whenever you're predicting, you always over over predict either way. I, I was gonna go three uh, one. I was, I was a bit disappointed. Wales, so I'm pleased. Wales gone uber optimistic. I, I, I think we still concede. When we shouldn't, I think we still got that propensity into us. But just as long as we keep keep scoring more than your position, fine by me. So I'm going. I'm going to go three one. I am going to say three nil, three nil to the Arsenal um, is what okay. the score will be on Sunday. And when we record, okay. everyone will be. What do I get myself as a prize? Well, I don't know. Are you are you going to are you going are you going to stay with that score line or are you going to change it and only tell one person? <laughs> good one, good one. I like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have nothing to say, so I just do a nervous laugh. Um, so yeah, fair, fair play, fair, good, good comment. Um, 
but no, it's, honestly, I, I, and the other the other thing I wanted to mention was just very briefly on just touching on that whole Ramsdale Raya subject. I mean, Ramsdale's, uh, you know, Ramsdale's great, but I seen a stat about Raya's caught ten percent more crosses that the Arsenal have faced compared to Ramsdale last season, and that's huge because when you really think about it and delve into that stat a lot more, right? What you see is you see Ramsdale maybe powering the ball away or punching it away and then it comes back into the goal and it goes out and then it comes back in. But when Raya catches the ball, there's a potential for an attack to take place. And we've seen that a couple of times already uh, happen. Yeah. So I, I just think that's one of the most impressive stats. When You know you can see stats as they are, there they are straight away. Or you can just see stats you know, in more depth, and and that's just what I wanted to mention. Just it was on my chest. Um, it, it, it doesn't it doesn't mean we don't like Ramsdale. It's just no. Raya's a better fit for our team. That's that's it. Is this is the thing? Everyone it makes it so binary and so. Oh, well, you either you must like Raya or you must like Ramsdale. No, everyone likes Ramsdale, but the better goalkeeper for what Arteta wants is Raya. End off. It's funny. Um, I'm going to close it on one note and one note only. I've just seen in the chat again, and people are now frantically changing their votes. So they don't want to be named and shamed in the next pod. I've got a screenshot, guys. I've got a screenshot, and it might be the cover. It might be the cover for the next episode. Uh, I've been Moz, your host, Tabs Whale. Thank you so much for joining us again on episode five. We'll see you back here or wherever you get your podcast from on Monday morning for the West Ham loving when we're beating them three 0 Thank you very much, guys. Goodbye. Get well, Paul. Yeah, get well, Paul.